Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my co-host, the Brew Boy, Mozzie. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> he said he drink a cold brew before he started, so Brew Boy, that's what I went with. Oh, I was like, first, my brain immediately went to beer. And oh, I mean, that too. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes I put my cold brew in my cold brew, if you know what I mean. Oh. Oh, Dude, it's called, uh, uh, you're really drunk, get up. <laughs> it's called a cold cold brew brew cold cold brew brew cold brew brew how are you doing i am swell had a nice day i've got um my own i guess i, I guess i could call this a brew brew it's a lemon tea truly and i don't, there you I don't go. know if the seltzer's a brew but the tea's a brew so like i'll call that a brew brew it's decent and these have to be like really cold to be good if they're like only like a little cold they're not good but I'm glad I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have this today. There we go. So the Coke cold brew brew. Yeah. Sometimes you just reach into your fridge and you're like, I, you know, I've had this in there for a while. I guess I'll drink this drink. <laughs> and then you drink it. And you're like, it's actually not bad, but yeah. you're probably not going to buy it again. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> I want one and it's there. So, you know, <laughs> that'll do. So we are previewing week one. We've already done our Thursday night preview. Um, the only thing that's really changed is it sounds like Zach Martin's probably more officially out and then Godwin's probably good to go, but, mm-hmm. um, that's, you know, in our separate episode, but yeah, we're getting into the main slate of games, the 1 PM, 4 PM, and then we'll also hit on the Sunday night and Monday night games. Oh so, my God. I'm so excited. I'm so ready. Yeah. First How week of football. How ready are you? Oh my God. <laughs> I, I'm so ready. It, so it lines up well because, uh, my girlfriend's going to be out of town. And so like Perfect. I don't have to feel bad. She's gonna like she's gonna do like a bachelorette party. So I'm like, I'll miss you, but like you know I'm gonna be watching football, so like I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Her friends will be like, Is your boyfriend gonna be jealous that you know you're out at a bachelorette party? And she'll be like, What? No. <laughs> Trust me, he is buried in six screens right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, she leaves like friday morning um and i was like oh do you want to hang out like wednesday before you leave so you have like you can pack thursday she's like sure i'm like and also like you, you know i also want to watch football thursday right like right. <laughs> <You do laughs> right, it's just better for both of us now nah, she she understands she knows she knows that she knows it's you know that there's a you know one full day a week and then two nights a week where i'm just like i i need this time for me Hey, if you have more nights like last year with your DraftKings, yeah, that's the thing. More than happy to say, all right. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good like way to go. Like if if you play DFS and like you show your significant other like other like a good nine of winning, then like you know it makes them a little more okay with you being <laughs> obsessed with it. There you go. So Just forget um, about all the other weeks you lost. Just show show her the good one. Exactly. That's how <laughs> <Right>. it works. <laughs> But um, speaking of some bad losses and occasional good ones, we've got the Falcons hosting Philly to start off. I think that, I think that counts as a segue, right? Yeah, that counts <laughs> that, that as a segue. That fits. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Also, <laughs> I need to watch that uh, that Falcons documentary thing they did or whatever uh, recently. 
that's going all around Twitter. I, I can't remember who made that, but um, mm. yeah. It's I have not like watched a, like, it yet. It's like a history of the Falcons thing, and it's apparently like hilarious. I watched a little tidbit about like the Saints. It was like a two minute clip that they put up, like, like, like we don't mess with the Saints around here. <laughs> like, it's basically oh yeah. It's like, they hate the Saints and Falcons hate each other, but um, there is there was like a graph they put up of like long standing rivalries um, and how good and bad they are outside of it. So like, there's the top right top right quadrant are like okay. They both have a lot of wins outside of the rivalry. And the bottom right, there's, like, one team with a lot of wins, one team with not a lot of wins. So, like, you know, the Patriots beating up on their division, that was in there. But the bottom left was only, like, pretty much only Saints and Falcons. (laughs) So, like, it was so funny. (laughs) They hate each other. Yeah. But, like, they are historically pretty bad outside of, like, (laughs) like, they only, like will play up against each other, but they're, like, otherwise bad. It's hilarious, so. The Saints did stink for quite a long time. You know, they've had a lot of really shitty years outside of, like, the good Breeze ones they've had. And they, even all the yeah. Breeze ones weren't good, so. They were one of the, you know, quote-unquote sort of cursed franchises. Like, just bad luck every year. Yeah. Most of that division is that way. They have, like, their occasional runs. Yeah. So, yeah, Philly at Atlanta. We both have Atlanta here. They're the home favorite. Um, Philly's really bad, so. <laughs> Their defense, I think, is much worse. Yeah. Um, like, the Falcons' defense isn't great, but like we said in our little, like, in our preview, like, they're not atrocious. They are healthy for game one. Yeah. are healthy. And then, and then Philly, I believe, is missing one, is going to be missing one of their safeties. I don't remember the exact name. But if you're, if you, if it's Kyle Pitts week and you're missing a safety, that's not ideal. <laughs> And then they've got, like, a clown show of corners. Like, they basically, they pull up the clown car. They've got, like, you know, it's like a little punch buggy. And the whole cornerback room gets out of it. And they're, like, you know, their their, their show they put on is trying to defend Calvin Ridley. And, like, you know, the whole script of it is really just scores touchdowns on him the whole time. And everyone laughs. Like, that's what's going to happen. Well, so they have Darius Slay. But then their other side, it's Steven Nelson, who was, you know, let go by the Steelers. And Avante Maddox, who's, you know, there. And so that second, you know, cornerback spot, not super good. And Ridley's not going to just let Slay stay on him the whole game. He's going to move around. And, of course, then there's Pitts to deal with. I ultimately went with the Falcons here because uh, I just, as far as new head coach, one of these new coaches has to win. And if I'm putting money on one, it would be Arthur Smith, what he's done in Tennessee and what he could potentially do with the Falcons' offense just excites me much more um, than what Nick Sirianni is going to do for Jalen Hurts on their mm-hmm. side. Uh, the biggest yeah. difference is even though I like Hurts and I like Sanders and I like Devontae Smith and think they all might even have decent fantasy days, uh, I think that one side of the ball, that is Arthur Smith to Matt Ryan, he helps out Matt Ryan in the offensive scheme a lot more than Sirianni's going to help out Hurts. Whereas I think Hurts is going to have to kind of just put the whole team on like on his back this year. Yeah, that's yeah, that's going to be a lot of the games. It's like <laughs> they have they have like you know Goddard. They've got Hurts if he's like you know back from his injury. They've got Devonta Smith. But <sighs> the way I should phrase it is the play calling isn't doing him any favors. Whereas I think it does for the Falcons. Does that make sense? Yeah, like they're offense to their quarterback and players so yeah i'm expecting the falcons offense to do uh, this is a nice start for them to have um 
So they, uh, I, I, I'm going to be running definitely one of my lineups is going to be on DraftKings, a Falcon stack of like, uh, Ryan Ridley pits. So Oof. yeah, that's, that's definitely a good one to go. So, but yeah, on the Eagle side, is there anyone you like? Um, I mean, I, aside from like hurts himself, I guess. Yeah. I like hurts. He's going to get fantasy points with his legs. If you drafted a quarterback and this is a really bad matchup this week for them and hurts is just like there or you drafted him late it might be a good option he might i like i think 20 points is reasonable for him with his legs um uh-huh. Devonte smith is probably only in a ppr format i don't think he quite gets rolling yet but i think that you're gonna see the connection between him and hertz being immediate and yeah they're gonna be fine um i also think sanders is fine this week i mean the i mean i don't know how many years we've been talking about falcons versus running backs but it's definitely a running trend. Yeah, if if I have to pick like a non Hertz Eagle, I would lean like, hey, like S- Sanders probably has a good shot to do all well this game. Yeah, I I think he does fine. And then, I mean, we're gonna talk about it so much, but good God, Kyle Pitts, I don't believe I. Like, hey, the rookie tight end thing—it's totally a thing. This doesn't apply to him. You got Pitts, yeah. you're st- please start him. Yep. So Slay had commented that he didn't think McLeod was going to be able to play week one because he had been on the pup, um, but they ad- they activated him, um, so he's eligible. But I don't I don't know if he's practiced yet. So TBD on him. Like he's still not a for sure thing. Don't be like hundred uh, percent. I think they've just kind of listed him as like limited so far in practice. So like he's not a for sure out, but he's definitely not a hundred percent. So for sure, keep an eye on him. Yeah, he's definitely one to watch because he is their starting safety, I believe. Yeah, so if he is safety. out, that is even better for Pitts. And da- uh, Mike Davis, if I yeah. had to guess. I mean, no, okay, I like Mike Davis this week too. Like, it's yeah. a thing. Like, oh, no, we already like him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, and one of the things I've been doing on DraftKings is the Falcons D is min-priced. And, I mean, th- yeah, they are they save you money and the Eagles aren't good, so... And Davis is cheap and it's PPR. It becomes an easy pairing to work in. So mm-hmm. I think but, you can probably do better options in like a an ESPN league, but for like a daily fantasy, definitely. Oh yeah, for sure, you for know? sure, indeed. So Hurts de- definitely in play. Devonta Smith, I guess we can call a stream. I don't. Mm-hmm. Sanders is tough to put in bangers just because I don't know what their game plan is going to be this year with running backs. Is it like Miles Sanders has fallen because of like the worry about the team and one how good they are and two what they do with running backs. So <laughs> they do have a whole new coach though, so like mm-hmm. I expect some things to be a little different. But Boston Scott. Boston still Scott there. still there. Still uh-huh. good. Any interest in Goddard or Ertz? I'd see I d I don't know. I, I don't really have to pick between them. If no, that's the, if, yeah, the picking between them. One of them will do well, or the combo will do well. It's just the combo is the issue. Yeah, I, if you drafted one, I'd probably be starting them. But I specifically I don't went think out of Ertz my way went drafted at all. I did, I did, Goddard was drafted, but I don't think Ertz got drafted at all. I mean, I'd probably if I had Goddard, I would start him. But I'll tell you, probably don't have many other options. But we yeah we have the Falcons here. Um, love the Falcons stat. Have some interest in Eagles and. Uh, young Ho, yes, we know it's Young Way, but Young Ho is more fun to say. Yep. Um, that rhymed, cool. But he's yeah, a, Young he's my kicker here, yeah. Yep. Cool. Cool. So, because we know the Falcons historically have had red zone lows, partly because of Matt Ryan. So, 
Yeah, man, Pitts might hurt Ku's value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll actually like score touchdowns. So, <laughs> that thought crossed my mind earlier. I'm like, that's such a weird thing of like, you finally have like a red zone option that like your quarterback might be able to make it work with. Honestly, uh, what's his face? Elliot might not be a bad kicker for this either, just because I do expect some inconsistency in the Eagles offense, but them to still move the ball every now and then. Yeah, it's for me, it's hard to get behind road dog kickers. Yeah, but it's in a dome. True. You know, it's in a big, nice dome in Atlanta. Yeah, and Elliot is a good kicker, so it might be one of the few exceptions. But I'm, ho- hopefully you can get some other guys that we're going to talk about throughout the show. Yeah, for sure. So next up, we've got Pittsburgh at Buffalo. We both have Buffalo here. And uh, are you picking this game to shoot out? That's where I'm at with it. Pretty much. Uh, um, I think there is. I think I said there is going to be a combined over 80 pass attempts this game. Oh, yeah. Like, Buffalo doesn't run. They, they don't have any care to or desire to. <laughs> the Steelers might try to. They have Najee. But he will still do a lot of his work through passes. So, yep. Yep. as you put, anyone who catches or throws balls has to value. What do you think your minimum targets is for Najee? Ah, minimum targets. I mean, the minimum is tough because he might he like he could just get like a couple. Like it could be a receiver heavy game. But I would be I would be surprised if he got under four targets. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be a hard number to work under. I think. Yeah, I think he there's like a ninety something percent chance he gets over four targets. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it's likely he gets six. Yeah, let me see what like projections Ta- like have targets, him at four you know. target wise. Yeah, I expect so, him to get, catch most of them. Yeah, so I'm seeing like three reception projections, which probably comes out to four targets. I would guess. I mean, maybe they predict him three and getting all of them, but right. Like I I would I can see three, but I don't see under three for sure, but. Probably four or more in this scenario. I, I think he's being severely underrated right away. He's pretty cheap on DFS sites. Like way and, too cheap. Yeah, on DraftKings. So I'm going to work a lot of DFS into this, especially this week because I, I've been staring at DFS prices all offseason. Well, since they come it's out. that, and this is the best. Like, I love week one because uh-huh. so many people are wrong. There's so many bad takes. And, yeah. and everyone like, we'll just, be wrong like, too. But. <laughs> people just translate things from last year to this year. Like, just for instance, like the Giants' run defense is not nearly as good this year, and uh-huh. a lot of sites are just have them in the same place, but they're not. So, <laughs> yeah. So one of my favorite, so uh, Najee Harris is sixty three hundred on DraftKings, but there's someone right below him who is apparently gonna be like kind of popular, and that is Joe Mixon. So I'm like, I was looking through like projected roster percentage, and Joe Mixon is projected to be like kind of popular like probably two or three more times popular than Najee I'm like that makes no sense <laughs> to me at all like I cannot get behind that in any facet so <laughs> yeah that's where I'm leaning <laughs> yeah yeah no I would I'm in like every daily lineup I can I'm putting Najee Harris in there yeah. and then on FanDuel he's super cheap too like I, I think yeah I've been running like a bunch of lineups there so I'm just stuffing him in every one of them yeah, everything I'm looking at is predicting Joe Mixon to be a lot more rostered than Najee. So, yeah, not Najee as just a direct price pivot from Mixon. If you like, if your lineup's a little chalky and going to get a little different, put in Najee. Or if you're running like a Bills stack, throw a Najee. Like I think he'll correlate well with a Bill stack too. True, because because we saw it with Lev. Like 
Lev Lev had plenty of good games and shootouts, and like I think that's what we can expect from Najee a lot in this Pittsburgh offense is him having good games still in shootouts and correlating with Ben. So that's why I just I think he gets like minimum six targets. Like I know it's at like I think they're they're a little bit low personally because if at any point if the Steelers are down like you know they're going to be doing all these like design screen kind of things with Najee to the outside uh, and run blocking you, you know yeah. he's he's a super safe play on DraftKings in my opinion yeah so okay a lot about Najee um other guys in this game so I think Ben's streamable I, oh yeah I for sure um still play Josh Allen the Pittsburgh defense is good but I we talked in the preview about when they can be exploited, and Josh Allen kind of fits that mold. Uh, like to a T. Yeah, like, can you evade the pressure and get the ball deep? And that's literally what Josh Allen does. <laughs> so, Who's ready for the blown coverage by the Steelers secondary at some point in this game? Yeah, is it going to be like Gabe Davis or Isaiah McKenzie? That's kind of just the coin flip on it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the passing is respecting a lot from is there any like lean in particular you have with the Pittsburgh receivers or are you kind of agnostic between them all? Like just, you know, pick who you like. I think I definitely like Deontay. Um, size wise, it would make sense if they try to get white in like Claypool's space as much as possible. Yeah. That was my assumption of what they would do. It might not be that feasible, but I think they're going to try to because he's definitely their biggest corner and he matches up well against him. I, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm pretty high on Deontay. I really don't know what to think about Juju. Yeah, I, so he'll <laughs> at least get to avoid uh, like Tredavious White. Right, so. which we know is, you know, when he doesn't get the one guy, he can be pretty good. Yeah, because I'm not sure like what they'll have him do blocking-wise this game. Because like with Buffalo, like their defense is solid, but... They're not necessarily like known for a really intense pass rush all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, that, that, like, that's like a plus for Claypool, though, is a thing. Like we're worried <laughs> about him having Tredavious White on him, but at the same time, they might be able to like work it deep. I, I do agree though, I think Deontay is a solid option. And I don't I have not been able to find who their slot quarter is gonna be. Um I think it might be Saran Neal. Who exactly? I don't know much about him <laughs> to answer the question. I can't even find him. Yeah, oh, I've seen either him or Teron Johnson as the slot corner, so I'm not. I'm not really sure who it's going to be in that role. So, but that's definitely the weakest spot because like Travis White's really good. Levi Wallace is solid. So Juju at least get the easy. Like when I mean, that's that's the point of the slot. You get the easiest matchup, right. but. He also he will get the like Juju will not move out of the slot. Like a lot of a lot of teams rotate. Juju does not <laughs> really <laughs> rotate much, so that is a plus there. But I mean, I fi- I don't like have much of an issue with any of them really. Like just like if you have a gut call on one of them, go for it. But I I think I, I don't know if I'd order it like Deontay Juju Claypool or if it'd be like Deontay and then Juju and Claypool or how I'd put it. I think I would do Deontay Claypool Juju, but that's just me right now. I mostly like. Deontay, Harris, and Ben, and Boswell. I love Najee. Yeah. Oh, Najee and Bozzy. Najee and Bozzy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Bozzy should be one of the kickers of the week, to be honest. I think he'll be really good this game. Some Bozzy bombs. Oh, yeah. It's it's a perfect storm for it. 
The Hopefully Pittsburgh's O-line is so bad, but they can really push the ball so they can get some chunk plays and then get stuffed, and then in comes Bozzi. And it should be a close game, so they're going to want all the points they can get. Yeah, I'm 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 excited. Like this game's probably going to be the 1 p.m. game I'm most in tune to. But on the Buffalo side, it's a little more straightforward. Obviously, you have the Giants to Diggs. I have zero interest in the running backs. Uh, we I know we talked about in the preview like Singletary, if any, but I'm not right. particularly interested in Singletary in this game. Uh, for me, if I can avoid starting Singletary, I am. But if I don't have a choice, I'm okay doing it. I don't uh-huh. think he completely busts. I think he probably gets some pass catching work just a little bit uh, yeah, from Jalen. Yeah, I think the biggest question for me in this game is um, like Beasley or Sanders. If I'm picking a non Diggs receiver, uh, Dawson Knox. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, also a good option. I think my problem is that i think uh their running backs are can't punch it in from the one so jalen's gonna get a lot get some rushing touchdowns yeah that that's he's he's literally <laughs> he's their goal line back yeah at this point. it's it's him i mean maybe moss can vault but see they're like their o-lines run blocking is their weak point oh you know what i just realized mm. it's a uh revenge game for emmanuel sanders Oh, former Pittsburgh Steeler. Former Pittsburgh Steeler. It's been a long time since he was. Yeah, there. <laughs> it just took me a moment to remember that, like being a thing. But it like, is a revenge game for Mason Sanders. There's probably like two guys still on the team, like Roethlisberger. Yeah, <laughs> and one one of the linemen. Probably just one of them. But <laughs> yeah, so Sanders or Beasley's a tough one, but because with with Beasley's, you think honestly with both of them, you think like the security blanket option. Like, as much as we want to shit on Beasles, and we will shit on Beasles for his dumb takes, um, Jalen likes him. Yeah, but what worries me is uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, because uh, he can really help out in the slot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, so it looks like, like, I think Cam Sutton is his name, Sutton is in the slot, and then outside they've got Hayden Witherspoon, right? I mean, good corners all around. Right, right. Because Fitzpatrick's the free safety, but he moves around a lot and jumps into the slot a lot of times with their defense. Um, honestly, I kind of like the idea of going with the vertical guys. I like Diggs and maybe like Gabriel Davis, if I had to choose. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, I'm not sure how much Gabe Davis would get. Because, I don't either. <laughs> but he like, could get be, the one. Do what? He could get the yeah. one, though. You <laughs> Everybody <know>? gets one. <laughs> he Like, he can get that 30-yard touchdown. Where he only has one catch that game, but that that you know he gets that one mm-hmm. i think I'm sanders like, is actually like i get if i mean i'm interested in sanders i'd say outside of Diggs. yeah would be my lean here so mm-hmm. but i think they're both in play i guess it's just personal preference because yeah with gabe davis they'd have to be going four wide which honestly like not maybe not a terrible plan like with that <laughs> get, running with game their, yeah <laughs> yeah it might happen enough for it to matter so Again, looking forward to this game. It's got like a 40 and a half over under, and I could definitely see it hitting the uh, over here. But next up, we have Minnesota at Cincy. We would both have Minnesota because they have their full team at the moment. <laughs> yep. If they lose pretty much anyone, then I'm probably going to switch it. I want Cincy to win. <laughs> yeah. So actually, at the moment, because I went through to pick you know our locks and upsets, and I actually hadn't picked any upsets, which concerned me because there's going to be one. It's just a matter of who, and I think Cincy... There, there are a couple that 
I've been debating, like, this This was one of them that I was kind of debating for a bit on who to pick. So, there. this is an option to change to an upset and change to Cincy. But in terms of the game script and how it was going to go, how fantasy was expecting, I'm not expecting much defense. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Personally. Yeah, we've got a 47.5 over under. And that, like, 47 to 49 range, like, sometimes those games will just pop off. And this could definitely fit in that barrel. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm worried because, like, with everyone on the Vikings' defense healthy, their defense is not bad on paper. Danielle Hunter, Dalvin Tomlinson, that's you know, helps against the run. Eric Hendricks is back, your middle linebacker. And I, Anthony Barr, I think, might play. Uh, he's, like, working his way back in. And then you have uh, Pat Pete. Uh, Harrison Smith and Rashad Breeland, like that's the that's a solid defense on paper. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I obviously also really like Cincy's offense and think that they can still still put up some points here. Uh huh. It is not technically a much game. it is technically a Mike Zimmer revenge game. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is a Mike Zimmer revenge game. Uh, but yeah, so fantasy wise, Dalvin Cook obviously makes a ton of sense. Yep. He has a good chance to be the top scoring running back on the week. He gets this easy, you know, matchup here and a fa- probably favorable game script. Outside of that, um, we've got, you know, Jefferson and Thielen, pretty much the only other guys we're considering on Minnesota. At least I'm not worried about Herndon yet <laughs> or Conklin. Not yet. <laughs> TV I don't know. Maybe Conklin gets a tutty. Yeah, they love him there. Like they, they seem to, yeah, really like him. Uh, and he could block well, too. So he will probably be on the field a fair amount. Mm-hmm. But with Jefferson or Thielen, the assumption is probably you no know, Jefferson will do more. But Thielen is gonna like they're, okay, they're both gonna get to beat up on Eli Apple. But I will be zero percent shocked if we see Thielen just burn Eli Apple multiple times for tutties. Like that's Adam Thielen's thing. Like the reason he has been so good for fantasy for so long is burning shitty corners on touchdowns. <laughs> like that's his thing. Yeah, when he gets the ball in his hands, man. Uh huh. Wasn't he a yak guy for years? He still is, but mm. and I'm like, but yeah, like Kirk, Kirk loves him in the red zone though too, though. Like that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. he feasted on touchdowns last year, and that could easily continue. So, but like the Minnesota offense is handy for fantasy because it's so concentrated. It's literally three dudes. So, oh, and I think all three of those dudes are solid. But on Cincy, are you having any lean with the Cincy passing game and any receiver specifically? I'm trying to decide if I like Boyd or Higgins more. Because <laughs> um, right now, I mean, Chase, I'm presuming that Chase probably draws Pat Pete. Um, I don't know who they'll put Pat Pete on. I real, I mean, question. I yeah, it would be my guess they'd put, I, but I have no idea. Like they might just keep him on a side too, because they they usually kept Breland on the side, so they might just keep Pat Pete left, uh, mm. Breland right, and then Alexander Slot. I feel like that would make a fair amount of sense and, like, rarely move them. So the bang- the Bengals will move their guys. Obviously, Boyle will stay in a lot of slot, but I can see them moving him out some and then Higgins and Chase around a lot. And obviously, they'll go four wide at some point, too, with Tate. But I-, I think they might be able to move around versus the Minnesota corners as opposed to the other way around. Who is the slot corner for Minnesota? I think it's Mackenzie Alexander. Mac out. Yeah, I'll pull mm. it up. I see Alexander. I believe it was McKenzie. Yeah, okay. yeah, McKenzie Alexander. Interesting. I'm kind of might be on Boyd this week. Yeah, so I have Boyd in so many leagues. Like in best ball, I have a ton of him because everyone was too low on him. Obviously, like the, there's the Chase hype trade. He's good. 
the Higgins hype from last year. But everyone forgot that Boyd was also like super good at football and good for fantasy. <laughs> so all like perennially underrated. Uh huh. He. I feel like that's gonna be his career. But all these guys have room to, you know, get points this year. Mm-hmm. So the thing that I like about Boyd is I think he might be one of the safer ones. Yeah, Boyd is safe for yeah, sure. Yeah, he's probably gonna get a good amount of receptions and. I always remember just guys like Marvin Jones and whatnot torching the Vikings. <laughs> and I'm like, I kind of feel like that might be more of Boyd this week, even though I originally thought Higgins. I'm, I'm leaning more towards Boyd now. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any issue with any of them, particularly. Yeah. Because, yeah. like I said, they've got some talent at corner, but I don't think it's anyone that this group couldn't handle, per se. Because Pat Pete, you know, is on his downslope of his career at this mm-hmm. point so i do want to also add that i'm not super high on Mixon this week and it's no, not like either. i think he d- could have a high ceiling but they just haven't used him in the passing game enough at they least might like, like if they do then y- sweet uh-huh f- for that's him. like the thing for this year is like the hope is that they do this year with no geo right my counterpoint is like will they just make it chris evans or will they just use there are three receivers and their fourth in Tate and Uzama. Like I know, like is he the is he the most efficient target getter? Like <laughs> like in a, in all these situations is the problem. Like there are situations where it makes sense to get in the ball in the passing game, but I don't know if it's going to be what everybody's hoping for per yep. se. Yeah, so I'm so. pretty hesitant, like for Mixon. Yeah. And like we said, we expect this, you know, Minnesota defensive line like a run defense like the run defense we talked about like we expected to be kind of decent so yeah Dalvin Tomlinson's good uh-huh. he's very quietly a good run defender yeah like th- and like we mentioned with the Giants that's one of the huge things for them being at a disadvantage on that yeah I don't really want kickers in this one though because uh I just don't know how it's gonna I really just don't know how it's gonna go and the Vikings kickers are cursed and like if the Vikings are just everyone's out there and they're putting up points, then the Bengals are going to be just trying to get touchdowns. Yeah. So, not, not, yeah, I'm avoiding that one. But moving on, we've got San Fran at Detroit. We both have San Fran. This one probably won't take us long. <laughs> um, yeah. We're expecting a San Fran stomp. Uh, listen, we love Dan Campbell and we'll for sure, like, after, like, after this week, every time we talk about Detroit, we can introduce them with a Dan Campbell quote. Hell Yeah. But, no, no turds here. <laughs> but for this week, the only Detroit guys that this week, and probably most weeks I'll have interest in, will be Swift and Hawkinson. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Sw- Swift, I think, will remain a safe option because of PPR prowess. I- again, he should get 100 targets this year. If he doesn't, they fucked up. <laughs> so, And Hawkinson should get like 120 plus for sure. So those guys will have, like, a safe enough volume for the most part. But on San Fran, like, Kittle, Moster, even Sermon, too, like, this week. Debo, Ayuk, like, where are you at in whose banger, whose stream, all that? Well, the truth is that the only guy I really love is Moster. Yeah, me too. And the run game, because, all right, let's 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 break this down. Uh, <laughs> Niners aren't going to throw more than 20 times this game. I'm just going to let that out right now. If Garoppolo throws 25 times, I'll be surprised. Like, they yeah. just don't have to. This is They have really clever and awesome run schemes. 
I think Kittle and Debo probably do a good amount of blocking. I think you see a lot of Moster, and I'm hoping you might see a little Sermon. Uh huh. Like Sir, like it might be like Mostert is super good play. Sermon is a stream. Like I'm expecting them to give Mostert the most this week, but it could be a thing where this game gets out of hand and then they just let Sermon run too. Oh, I they could know. both be really good options. So plus you never know. I mean, Dan Campbell's guys are biting off kneecaps, and Mostert's only going to last like a, a play or two before Sermon's going to have to come in. <laughs> you know, this yeah. he's going to grab his kneecap right away. <laughs> My kneecap. Yeah. Um, I have Kittle as a banger. I, I felt I just think they're gonna have such an easy time getting it to him and letting him rumble. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see how they stop him. Yeah, I, I don't think he like gets a ton of targets just because I don't think he needs to. Um, like they won't be needing to throw to him as sort of like the all right, it's time to get the guy in there because this is a good game. I, I mean, I think he gets his average good share and he can totally house one, but I don't think he has the highest ceiling this week as like he could be against a bad defense, which they are, if that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, I mean, I could totally see like a four for 112 and a touchdown game for Kittle in this sense too. Oh, totally. Or even I think for me, I'm looking at maybe like a four for 80 something and a touchdown. And I think mm-hmm. that's totally reasonable to expect yeah could be potentially low volume <laughs> mm-hmm. and that that's why i put debo and iuka streams here because they could they said they could this whole team could just smash and the niners could put up 40 something points and it could be everyone feasts yep but i'm more so expecting a slow game script and not many plays from either side in this game and that's the thing with detroit is they're gonna be a slow team like with Poor peg, because when you play Arizona, part of the appeal is the pace. So like the T, like like next up with Tennessee and Arizona, like Tennessee's gonna have to run more plays because Arizona goes so fast. Mm-hmm. Detroit is gonna Detroit is gonna be so fucking slow. So right, they're gonna be naturally faster just as is. So they actually can slow their own game down and stomp even harder. Yeah, like they're they're the Detroit's play per game is gonna be so low. I I expect them to be near the bottom of the league because. They're just going to just run a bunch. That's what they want to do. They yeah. don't, don't want to go up-tempo, I imagine, with golf and their lack of receivers. <laughs> yeah. So, yep, load up on uh, San Fran and Detroit, or San Fran against Detroit. Yep. Defense. Up, yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Possibly San Fran defense, too. Yeah. They're definitely oh, and playing. I was going to put in Robbie Gold for the Niners. Is he even still their kicker? Maybe. Um, but then I was like, you know, he might not never kick anything besides be a, extra a kickoff and an extra yeah. point. <laughs> It is still Robbie Gold, I believe. Boom. What a guy. Yeah, so I'm just avoiding the kickers here. But next up, we've got a game where a kicker is a great option, we believe. We've got Arizona at Tennessee. Right now, so I've got Tennessee, you've got Arizona. I'm still unsure on this. This is the one in the game-by-game game for the season long that gave me probably the most trouble, and I'm still not positive on. I'm really torn. This is one of my favorite games in the uh, slate. Yeah, and like if I need to pick it up because right now like i said i don't have any upsets and i want to change that because it's not going to be all favorites winning uh tennessee or i I presume won't be all favorites winning that'd be crazy um tennessee and arizona that seems like a possible upset for arizona but their cornerback group is why i kind of want tennessee Mm -hmm. uh when you have aj brown and julio like a health a healthy julio against a bad corner group yeah well so the cardinals have um still have Byron Murphy, who's not bad, and they do have Buda Baker, but 
The problem with Tennessee is unless you have two, like there's only maybe two teams in the league that can do that, like stop Julio and AJ Brown, and it's probably like the Broncos and nobody else. Now that I think about <laughs> it, because you need two amazing wide receivers to go up against them. Otherwise, even if you just have one, they just move them around. They're both yeah, essentially and you, and you need a good ones. safety too. Yeah, so that's a really difficult. I like it's just I think every team is gonna. <laughs> really struggle against Tennessee's offense this year. Yeah. Um, and now it's, I, we don't have Arthur Smith, so we know that there might yeah. be some changes. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, the no Arthur Smith first game without him could be enough of an issue to push towards Arizona. Um, essentially, I was so torn, I decided that my deciding factor would be Matt Prater. <laughs> and in a game like this, I think that's not the worst take, because Matt Prater is awesome. And if this game finishes 37-34, I will be not surprised whatsoever. Field goal. Yeah, this game's got a huge total. This, this is one of the ones over 50 this week. It should. I mean, this is week one Kyler, and I feel like the Cardinals and Kyler as a whole have tended to start the season off better and then maybe taper in the mid there. Um, so I'm kind of up on this being a bit of a high, a high-scoring affair. Mm-hmm. And I... I guess one of the reasons maybe the link to Tennessee is if you're going the head coaching matchup, I think we probably both trust Vrabel more than Cliff. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is a shootout, and I don't want to play defense, but I did want to mention um, where Arizona runs so many plays and Kyler runs, scrambles, throws on the run. The, all those plays and all that kind of like risky play style does allow for more chances for the defense to make plays and get turnovers and sacks. Mm-hmm. So Tennessee is a very thin play and more so a, you know, desperation or like cheap DFS play. But I think they have some merit because like, like I said, Arizona offense is good, but fantasy defenses get points from like all that, you know, those extra events and shit happening and Arizona running all those plays provides more chances for that. So I like that. And I think conversely, because of that, the Cardinals defense is also interesting because Tennessee is going to also have to do a lot of plays to catch up. And it basically depends on if you're in ESPN stupid scoring format or not. Cause if you're still in an ESPN like <laughs> defensive scoring format and haven't changed theirs, then don't take Arizona. But if you're in a more modernized one where they've recognized that people put up a lot of yardage and points in today's NFL, um, then Arizona might be a decent play here. Cause I think they're very sack and turnover like strong. Like I think they will get all the points that, a scoring defense gets in fantasy, they're just going to give up a ton of yardage. Yeah, like my only, yeah, my only concern there is, I don't know if Tennessee is the team to like target there because oh, of no, like I wouldn't yeah. target a Tennessee. So you, you yeah. oh, you just mean like season long, right? Like, yeah, for games. season long, I we, think we, we talked about that on our breakdown. Like as yeah. far as like weeks two and three might be a little more reasonable. So I think this is a really good week to pick them up or essentially like after this week yeah. because they're going to probably be in a real bad place and everyone's going to be like, oh, God, Cardinals defense. Yeah, JJ, I'll definitely be yeah. ready to go there for DFS next week. Oh, yeah. But so in this game, I think pretty much all the offenses in play, um, Tanny, Henry, Brown, Julio, all play for sure. Yep. I think Ferkser could be a stream. Ferkser. 
I forgot to put him in here, but I think he could be a street. But on Arizona side, obviously, Kyler and Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I, okay, I guess outside of those two is kind of the point to get to now. Any, like, A.J. Green interest, Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore. I'm probably on Rondale Moore, I guess. I really want to see what Rondale Moore does. And I'm yeah, just I'm so excited. curious like to yeah. see if A.J. Green is, is fine. Yeah, I don't if know. he's just been holding out so he could go to a different team. Because I don't know how they're going to rotate. Like, I assume what they're going to do is rotate Rondell Moore and Christian Kirk in the slot. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't know if they will or if they're just going to get Rondell Moore the whole game. But they're like, they, they showed in the preseason, I think it'll hold true in the regular season, that they will design plays for Rondell Moore when he's on the field. Oh, definitely. Because he's fucking electric. He's Pikachu. That's kind of the thing I do like about uh, Cliff is I do think I trust him to try to get guys integrated that yeah. are talented, even if his decision-making is uh... a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's why I'm so torn, because I do think Vrabel is a better coach and makes way better head coaching decisions. Yeah, uh... I feel like I feel like Cliff is going to eventually settle in as a like top-tier OC. Yeah. That seems like his probable role eventually. Yeah. I, I, I need to find an, an electric Pokemon that sounds like Rondale or like Moore or something to call Rondale Moore as a nickname. But <laughs> well, that's 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 that's, <laughs> that's that's a project for future me. So yeah, I, I guess we're kind of intrigued by Rondale Moore here, as far as secondary Arizona guys. I mean, Tennessee's secondary is uh, no, they're not yeah. good either. <laughs> they're, they're pretty bad too. Is the thing they rough. They have one yeah. decent one, right? Um, I, I mean, they have Bayard, check. who's a really good free safety, and they have okay, so they have Christian Fulton, who's his second year, and it was I think solid. He was hurt though last year, so it's kind of hard yeah. to gauge. And then Janoris uh, per- Jenkins, Janoris right? Jenkins, the Jackrabbit, uh, he has yeah, definitely he is, lost a step though. Yeah, he was really good back like 2015, 16, 14 kind of range, like that era where the Saints were like had that competitive run. Because was he was he on the Saints at that point? I think. I think so. Yeah, but um, yeah, he's definitely declined a little bit each year. I feel like since then, and he cannot cover Rondale Moore, no, Christian that's, Kirk, yeah, that's my, that's or DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> of like, Rondale Moore is like, I don't think the Tennessee corners are fast enough for him. No, and that's what intrigues me. I don't know how many corners are. Yeah, that guy's really fast. But I know George Jenkins not. I don't yep. think Christian Fulton is. I don't know much about Elijah Molden. I see him like listed as a starter in some spots. Yeah, he's not great. But gotcha, gotcha. How how is the Tennessee safety play? Because I think well, that Bayard is what really damn good. Okay, he is one of the best in the league. Um, and he makes up for a lot, for but he doesn't do it all, unfortunately. And because if they, I'm thinking uh, of like speed guys, like you want to have a good safety to not fuck that up. Right, Amani Hooker. I really don't know. He's fairly new. Gotcha. But this game is going to be exciting. But I get we can go ahead and move on to uh, Seattle at Indy. We both have Seattle here. I so this is <laughs> one where we've talked about it probably being close, but I don't I don't know what percentage of the outcome like what what the chance is. But there is a outcome where Seattle stomps them, and I'm trying to decide like what percentage chance I think that is. <laughs> I think it's a really good chance that this is a close game. That's where yeah. I'm at right now. I originally actually had, like, way in the off season, looking at the schedule, had the Colts winning this. And obviously the past few months have been heavily on the Seahawks. But, <laughs> um, I mean, let, let's remember here, there's a pretty solid O-line for the 
Colts. It's pretty solid. They've got Jonathan Taylor. Carson Wentz is upright. He's got Pittman still. And, you know, they have some pieces that can, you know, put up a really good showing here. The problem is, obviously, uh, the Seahawks' offensive line is better now, and they still have Russ Lockett. Yeah. Which I think is kind of hard to stop. Uh And they actually have, like, a tight end now with Everett, too. And Everett. Yeah, yeah, getting getting to... Dwayne Brown was huge for them, and Gabe Jackson, like over the offseason, that was huge for them. And like, I hate making these kind of calls, but if this guy stinks as OC for the Seahawks, then I, the, that's not good. Like, I know that's a Madden take, but I can see the Colts winning if that happens. Yeah, that, that's. I guess that's the watch slash the outcome of the Colts winning is if if he stinks as the OC for them. I'm definitely watching this game just to see what the offense looks like with this new offensive coordinator because he's definitely an unknown. Uh, Are they going to put, I guess, Rhodes on Metcalf? I would assume that's the case. Uh, They'll put Rhodes on Metcalf because of the size. He's a pretty big corner. Um, He's he's not as fast as DK, but if he can hang on to him and just kind of like (laughs) stick around him, he definitely has the best chance to uh block him out of the- yeah, I thought I remembered Rhodes like mostly playing a side last year but I could be wrong he did because I think his best years have essentially been that like that's his kind of like strong suit is like shutting down a side mm-hmm. did did he did they play did these two teams play last year for some reason I thought they did let's see no uh, they didn't okay no no okay yeah, for some reason I thought they did but I guess not because I'm trying to think of like what slowed DK down, but not much did. Not much slows down. Not DK, much did. Washington slowed down Metcalf. <laughs> but yeah, so that's DK it. is insane. <laughs> yeah, it's the only game where he had under 50 yards. That was Washington. My gosh, what a guy! What yeah. a guy! <laughs> and then the Jets. He only had 61, but they won 40 to three. So I don't think uh, <laughs> they really needed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 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 Russ Lockett DK stack is one I'm interested in for sure in DFS as well. If I made a third lineup, it would probably be that, mm-hmm. and I would run it back with Pittman, who I have as a stream here, mm-hmm. and who we are very high on coming into this year. Definitely. Uh huh. I so out okay. So I guess we can talk about Colts side because the Seahawks side is kind of obvious, and obviously we've talked about our love for Chris Carson this year. Do you think oh, this yeah. is a Carson game? I guess I'll ask you since you are the Carson, the resident Carson hype man. I kind of think every game might be a Carson week. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I Now, the Colts are definitely better against the run than other teams, but they use... I think that they're going to try to use Carson a good amount. Um, I don't think he blows up this week, but if he got 18 carries, that wouldn't surprise me, and a few catches. Russ does throw to him. Yeah, like, his his good start last year was based off of, like, Oh, he was also getting receiving work and like receiving touchdowns and just touchdowns in general. So, yeah, I this one's a tough one for me because I I expect again like I think this one I don't know I don't know if I would say oh shootout potential because it's already at forty and a half that seems right like good close game and so mm-hmm. I I guess Carson will remain in play throughout the game. But uh, yeah, my thing for Carson is I do plan on taking the Seahawks. I, they're a really good road team lately, uh-huh. and I, as I'm leaning with them, like it makes sense to also lean with the run game. But uh, wh- how are you on the uh, indie side? Any like JT interest? Anyone outside of Pittman you're into? 
I mean, if you have JT, you got to play him. I do. Yeah. I think he's fine. I think you might see some Hines, too, or maybe Mac. I don't know. Probably Hines gets the receptions. Um, Pittman, and I'm, yeah, that's most of it. Yeah. Like, this line is so good, and it, this game should be competitive. So I, I'm not really worried about, uh, like, JT at all this game, per se. Some of the concern was more so, like, season-long concern in terms of, like, this the team being as good as they were hoped to be. <laughs> right. Um, as far outside of Pittman, any interest in, like, Pascal or Paris or anything? Or is, are you mostly just focusing on Pittman? No, I'm just on Pittman. It's just too, I have, it's too clouded. I, I have no uh, way to see. I, it, it, a is, lot of, it is. Pas- blurry, Pascal's yeah. been getting some hype from people. Yeah. Pascal um, has been very solid. Yeah. I, I think that's a good way to put it. I just, I really, yeah, he's just never really been, like, the guy. Uh, I really hope Paris is healthy and, like, plays well, though. I just want to see him stay healthy. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> and then, uh, kicker and defense, I see you put in Rodrigo Blankenship. I think that tracks in a dome in a close game. And then I put in Seattle defense as an option. I don't, like, a not, not best option, but a viable choice because if Wentz is just toast, if he's cooked then Seattle will let us know. <laughs> like, yeah, C- Seattle, is, I guess, can be, like, our meat thermometer here. <laughs> like, they're going to stick their th- meat thermometer into Indy, and, you know, if, if it's way overdone, if it's, if it's just off the charts, they're going to be like, hey, this, this is toast, it's burnt. Right. I, I don't see it happening, to, but it could. Also, got, their the, defense like, is better. Yeah. Also, they, not to, like, you know, project any injury but like if once his foot isn't good <laughs> and Eason has to come in as much as we like Eason he is a statue so he is a statue yeah Jamal Adams likes statues <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah I uh, just imagine Jamal Adams teeing off on Eason That's yeah cool. oh man oh okay let's move on before we talk about that more uh next up we've got your Jets at Carolina um, this one's so hard man uh, this one's I've struggled with this one. I think we've both currently landed on Carolina, but this, along with Tennessee and Minnesota, like this is definitely one I could see myself switching back to the Jets on because I picked the Jets initially, and I've moved to Carolina with it. I'm really torn. I really am. I don't entirely know. I have Carolina right now, um, and that's basically entirely. Because of this narrative I've built up that essentially the Jets are going to come out and kind of get smacked in the mouth to start by like a really potent, strong Carolina offense that has had way more time to gel than the Jets have just in terms of McCaffrey and rule and them already having a system in place, even though like I know Darnold is new, but they do have a lot of guys coming back, whereas the Jets are really new. If, you know, Carolina gets out to a 14 nothing lead then I, I think it'll be really hard for the Jets to come back and win, which is essentially what I'm going with, even though the one bet I will make is you better smash the over on this game. This is like <laughs> my mozzie guarantee. <laughs> yeah, this is one that was a pretty easy, at least we felt a pretty easy spot. They are um, 44 the, over under. Oh my gosh. Which is so, I would be shocked if it doesn't go over that. This is like a 31-28 game. I, I don't think it's uh it's low scoring like for either team. Yeah, and it's it's not like these teams are world beaters, but you know those games where you get like two teams that like are like 
I'm not saying bad teams, but you get those games where it's either like a like you know sub 500 shootout or just a shit show. I think this is more of the shootout route for sure, especially with what Carolina's got. Like I Carolina have... <laughs> has the ability to put up points. The Je- I think the oh, Jets definitely. will find a way to put some up of their own. Yeah, I trust both of the offensive schemes in this game, uh, which is cool, and I don't trust either of the defenses. Uh, <laughs> and the fun thing is, I can like simultaneously picture. Darnold throwing a pick six to Marcus May and also hitting Robbie for like an 80 yard <laughs> bomb. Yeah. So between Robbie and Moore, do you have any lead in this game? Are you more Robbie or? I do like them both, but man, I like it's Robbie's got to do something. Yeah. If you're making me pick, I I would lean Robbie just because if anything, Darnold's familiarity with him. Yeah. Like DJ Moore is really good, and I don't think there's any issue chemistry wise there, but. You know, if you, real game hits, pressure's on, the guy you know. But I also want to say, I think Terrence Marshall is a stream. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also, he's mid-price on DraftKings this week. That's super nice. Um, Ooh. He seems like a okay touchdown bet. He's he's <laughs> definitely their biggest receiver. He like he and Dan Arnold are their big targets. And they released David Moore. So, this like like you said, the slot job is all Terrace's. So. True. Uh, I'm looking forward to him having a nice splash against the Jets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> and uh, one of the few kind of watches week one on injury front is Crowder because of uh, he's COVID. on the COVID list. I think, I think he te- he tested positive for COVID. Yep. So he has to be symptomless, too. So yep. he is actually a question mark. So keep an eye on him if he doesn't play. Get on that Elijah Moore train. Yeah, if he doesn't play, it's a light. So he was already a stream, but like I will legit call him a banger if Crowder doesn't play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know he's a rookie, but I'm I'm right there with you. If Crowder plays, then you know don't 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 go near it. But if Crowder's not in, if he does not get the positive test by Sunday, then I think Elijah Moore is a very strong option. Yeah. Or the negative test, but um, yeah, what about well, Corey yeah. Davis? <laughs> positive yeah. news with a yeah, negative positive test. news negative <laughs> test. Yeah, is what I was yeah mixing up. Uh-huh. Um, I also want to just throw in one little guy, just one little guy, <laughs> uh, for the Jets here. That is Tyler Croft. Tyler Croft is unequivocally the tight end one for the Jets. Uh, they cut every other tight end besides him in the at some point. So he is the only guy they brought him in. They paid him. This is. I mean, how many Shanahan schemes have you watched where the tight end is just a feature part of it? I mean, it's every single one that's an offshoot of that. Even even the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, who hates tight ends, they get Matt LaFleur and suddenly Robert Tunyon is involved. <laughs> Tyler Croft can block and he's a decent catcher. I don't think he's a PPR nightmare, but in a standard league, I would totally take him. I think there's a decent chance he has... Three catches, two of which are touchdowns, and maybe only has 20, 30 yards, but he is going to be hyper-targeted in the red zone should they get down there. Yeah, I think Croft very much profiles as a touchdown, like a, a good touchdown hunting option this yes. season when you're like streaming tight ends and you're kind of fucked because we saw him do well in Cincy too mm-hmm. with that. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think, I think he and Zach, I'm going to call also Zachy Poo is what I'm going to often call Zach Wilson because Aww. he looks like a little boy. He does. Um, <laughs> yeah, Zach, so Zach, I think Zachy Poo is going to really be in kind of into Croft. 
But Zachy Poo, I think, is is a stream. I do too. Yeah, I think he and Sam are both good options. Honestly, Sam might be a banger. I could see it. Like Sam should have a good week. This game should be full of offense. I'm not interested in any defense, especially nope. with those Jets injuries that came up. That's honestly part of why I moved towards Carolina. Yeah, but when the they Jets had Carl Lawson, I actually would have been more comfortable taking the Jets. But now, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. And then, like, CMC against a weakened D-line and a bunch of young linebackers and a not great defense. He's obviously a banger, but I think he adds to Carolina's ability to win this game, like, with those conditions for the Jets. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So basically, don't bet on either defense and don't bet on either team. Bet on the offense and bet on the over. <laughs> I'm in at that. Yep. <laughs> Next up, we move further down the team totem pole with Jacksonville at Houston. So I'm picking Jacksonville, but you have Houston, and I respect that. I can get behind that. I see that for sure. Like, if there was one pick I did not think I'd be making, it was Houston winning a game this year. And I really did want to have them go 0-17, but okay. Let's talk about this for a second. This is week one. This is the week, this is week one. It is Urban Meyer's first NFL game, his first time as an NFL head coach. David Coley, I don't have a whole lot of faith in. And for the record, I think they lose the next 16 games. But David Coley has almost 30 years of NFL coaching experience. So even <laughs> though Urban Meyer might be a better coach than David Coley, especially in the long run, but even overall, like he's coming in with way more of an idea of what to expect from an NFL game week one. And I just ultimately think that their team is going to be more prepared for an NFL game than the Jaguars will. And I totally think that it might be a rough half and then Jacksonville comes back and it might be kind of the thing with the Jets where it might just be too late. But mm -hmm. we're talking about Terod Taylor and Brandon Cooks and Laramie Tunsil. If the Jaguars stink to start, those three can definitely win this game for them. And this is an ugly game that I want no part of, by the way. But I I, I couldn't pick them to go 0-17. I think they do the exact thing the Jags did last year. They yep, win all the Jags. They win one game, start of the year, and then rest of the way is pain. Yeah. I totally see that like Brandon Cooks could just like do enough on his own and we could see Philip Lindsay, you know, do his typical underdog thing that he loves. <laughs> and like yeah. Terod Taylor, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he has been a starter for an NFL team for half a decade <laughs> yeah he started so many times like he's definitely a i'm calling him a stream he's yeah. definitely in play this week against a god-awful jags d like i know they're playing <laughs> houston this week so it's not it's getting overlooked but the jacksonville defense is atrocious like it is as bad as the houston defense it's not any better i don't think it's so bad it's awful and they don't have joe Schobert anymore either like it's awful oh it's bad uh-huh but anyway so on the jacksonville <laughs> side though James Robinson, for sure, is a good play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, He's Houston Rundy. Yep. But Tre okay, Trevor Lawrence is really good, and we, we talked about this on our preview, but like, so it's sort of being a little bit overlooked in terms of like how actually fucking good this guy is, and that's why I'm picking Jacksonville. Like, mm -hmm. I think he's the best player in the game already, and that is why I'm leading them at this point. So, yeah. I get, my, I guess, question to you is, like, if you're playing Lawrence, like, who's your pairing? Are you, like, for me, I'm thinking Marvin or Chenault. Um, I'm not, I want to wait and see on Shark, personally. I mean, I guess you could go there, but he's 
not practice like at all and it's he lawrence has shown some good connection with marvin and chenault so that's mm-hmm. more where i'm at with it that is where i'm at i like chenault a lot and then of course i've been gushing about marvin jones for years yeah, but marvin i think jones. he's a completely fine and good option that can do everything you want him to do five catches 70 yards touchdown yeah does it doesn't Houston sort of seem like one of those defenses that like we could get one of those big Marvin games against though? Oh, that'd be so cool. I could, but the <laughs> thing is, I can also see it being a Chenault game, uh-huh. so it might be both. Yeah, a lot of people when Etienne went down, there was like some Chenault height because of like how he was used in college with a lot of stuff out of the backfield and quick things. I wonder if Urban Meyer is gonna adjust Chenault into that role some too. Mm. But yeah, I like both of them. Like. If you want to get wild, a Jag stack of Lawrence, Marvin, and Chanel and running it back with Cooks. Ooh. I mean, that would be pretty cheap, I bet. Yeah, it's, it's very <laughs> cheap and probably not popular. And probably so. not popular. And, like, here's the thing. It's not all stacks are, like, as, you know, awesome, but in terms of, like, how much it's going to be played. And, like, it's a terrible Houston defense and a terrible Jags defense on the run back, and it's Trevor Lawrence, like, I think it's a pretty solid option, personally. In like general, I would say I really love taking a gamble on either a rookie or a player in a new system on week one because yeah, a lot of people are hesitant. They won't pick it. But if you have a pretty strong feeling about it, I would say go with your gut. Yeah. So circling back a tad, this is why I I love the Julio play week one. Mm-hmm. That game is that game's going to be popular, but Julio is for sure going to be overlooked. Everyone's going right. to go Tanny, A.J. Brown, Hopkins, or, you know, uh, Murray, Hopkins, and then either, like, A.J. Brown or Derrick Henry. There's going to be a lot of people just overlooking Julio Jones. So, I mean, imagine being Tannehill, and on the left you've got A.J. Brown, and then on the right you've got A.J. Brown but a few years older. And <laughs> you're just like, hmm, uh, which one do I want? <laughs> Yeah, it's absurd. So, if we've got a healthy Julio against the bad secondary at pretty low roster percentage, I'm imagining. Mm-hmm. And it also makes him, like, a great leverage play because the rest of the game is going to be popular and he won't be. Like, he's a, he's an awesome DFS play this week, so. Oh, yeah. Just, just had to sneak just, that one in yeah. there. Game theory-wise, for sure, he makes a lot of sense, but yeah. I think the and last guy. Oh, no. Yeah, but... he, he's Julio fucking Jones, too. Yeah. So. He is fucking amazing. Yeah, but you go ahead. What were you saying? I'll say I think the last guy I like for Jacksonville, Houston, is the kicker. I like uh, our resident porn star, Joey Sly. Hi. What a name. Nice. Um, I think he's a solid pick for uh, <laughs> for kickers here. I definitely think <laughs> this is something I want to research. I want to see how the kicker of the team Rod Taylor's quarterbacked, like if there's a correlation on if they have a good year or not, because (laughs) that would be one of the funniest stats I could ever like look up. And I have a weird feeling that it might be pretty good. Yeah, that that can be like our project between this week and next week is seeing like I guess we can look into how many like fantasy points per game his kickers average. Right. 
So, because that that one's like easy enough to like scrape out, I'd say, because you don't have to compare it to everyone. And because if we if we see like, oh, they average like if they average double digit fantasy points, that's really good. And so that, that'd be a hilarious claim to fame for him. Almost like a Dalton line kind of guy. Like he's good <laughs> enough to start, and he's good enough to be better than other people, but he's not quite good enough to always get touchdowns when the ball's in his hands. Yeah, <laughs> so. or half the time. So you know, kicker might be really good here, Joey Sly. It, in Houston too, so it is at home. Yeah. It's a little more comfortable. And he's got a big leg, so he, he can get you those like fifty plus point, like fifty plus yard pointers. You know. Oh, you know so. Joey Sly got the big leg. <laughs> All three it. of them, yeah. All three. Hey. <laughs> so this is a next sports up, show. <laughs> yep, we've got uh, the Chargers at Washington, and uh, real quick before we get into it, there was a note. So we are actually recording this one tonight. We have to do it a little early because the schedules, but um. Eckler was listed as a DNP, but it is Wednesday. Reminder, Wednesday is typical off day. Um, it's not ideal that week one he's getting that. So do keep an eye on it. If he does miss, then Justin Jackson gets into play, obviously. But I'm expecting him to play at the moment. Mm-hmm. But again, keep an eye on it. Yeah, I think they're just resting him. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem urgent. Yeah. Um, is it like ho- he said, hopefully it's just minor and he's all good to go because... Austin Eckler's a lot of fun to watch. He's great for PPR. And then also on the Washington side, Curtis Samuel, he, um, I saw something with a hammy, I think. I'm not sure exactly what it was. He, uh, uh, it was he like, kind of groin. Uh, not yeah, the groin. Not the groin. groin. Yep. So uh, he tweet, reportedly tweaked his groin uh, earlier today. So if he's out, that opens up room for... Let me guess Humphreys and uh, our guy, Diami Brown, who I'm putting in as a stream <laughs> if we don't have Curtis Samuel. We love oh, him yeah. here. I think it also boosts maybe slightly Logan Thomas, even though I think he's pretty much safe with a nice yeah. floor every week. I didn't you write know. him in because you're playing him every week if you've got him. <laughs> yeah. Fitzpatrick to Logan Thomas should be an every week thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he- if there's no Curtis, uh, no Curtis Samuel, maybe a little Diami Brown. Yeah, I think I should call Diami your guy because you were super hype on him pre-draft. I know I really needed him to pan out because yeah, I've really uh, put a lot of put a lot of stock into him. But I believe <laughs> in him. I believe I j- every league that I'm not in with you, I tried to get because <laughs> like you beat me too, and like leagues were together. But like, yeah, I got like out of that dynasty auction draft the other night, and I I think I grabbed Diami and like Kadarius Tony and stuff like that. Like all these rookies that like people just don't want right now. Yeah, and the way it's going with Curtis Samuel, if he didn't play this year, like or barely, it wouldn't surprise me. He's yeah, just full be a of bummer, little but... nicks and cuts that are all ligament issues, and that's just so annoying as a player. Yeah, and that's kind of been one of his like that's pretty much been his kryptonite has been like durability. Yep. So we love Curtis Samuel, and this was like the fit I love too. So it's a bummer to not see him out there, but yeah, I'm I'm not expecting him just because he's kind of been dealing with shit all off season. So yeah, me too. I think he's gonna be out. Uh huh. But rest of the game, and I guess mostly Chargers side. Um, we do have the Chargers winning at the moment. Um, I'm really confident in this one. Uh, like this one has this one goes back and forth on some of the odds actually. So it's I've a seen, tough matchup. It's a tough game for the Chargers to win, but I think they'll do it. Yeah. So like DraftKings right now has Washington favored. Some have a pick 'em. A lot of them have like Chargers minus one. It opened as Chargers minus two, so it's it's generally projected to be a close game. But I'm pretty confident in the Chargers to like win this one. I want to say handily, but I the char I would pick the Chargers to cover for sure. Like 
I wish I could bet in Ohio. <laughs> I would 100% go bet the money line on that one on DraftKings, but Chargers to cover is one I'm, I would be intrigued in. If I had to guess, I think most of the division is coming from, like division in the, in the pick, so, uh, so to speak, is coming from, one, Ron Rivera is a damn good head coach, and this is Brandon Staley's first head coaching game, um, which even if there's just mm. one or two mistakes, that can be a lot in this kind of format. Yeah. And then the other thing is it is in Washington at 1 p.m., which means the Chargers are essentially playing at 10 a.m., which they've been practicing at 10 a.m. for a long time. So it's not yeah. that bad for week one. But mm-hmm. they are going to be waking up when Washington is, you know, getting steamed up. So yeah. it, it's this is going to be a great game. I am very excited. Yeah, right. Because right now the, it's got a pretty low total. It's got like a 42 total or something, 44 total. So pretty low total. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that probably makes sense. Um, on the Chargers side, Herbert, Dakeen, and Allen is where I've got, like, the banger. Like, that that connection's going to be on lock this game, and they're going to need it this game. And I think they'll be able to make that work, and that's going to be the engine to the win. Mm-hmm. I, that, yeah, but, yeah. like, yeah. I would say everything about the Washington defense is good. Like, they've yeah. just got to stud at every spot. It's crazy. Uh-huh. If, if we had to pick a weaker point, I, I guess linebacker. Would be kind of where I'd maybe lean. Yeah, and even, but, then, even then, this John yeah. Davis guy, people think might be fucking amazing. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, let me pull up their depth chart because again, it's like so tough to like dissect like, it. Chase Young, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat are all beasts. That's their front four. Yeah, then they I have, guess yeah. I guess secondary. If I had, maybe I don't know. Uh, William like, Jackson's good, and Kendall Fuller and Landon Collins isn't bad. He's overpaid, but he's not bad. <laughs> Yeah, they, I mean, they just got a really good fucking defense, and it's hard to, you know, find a spot to attack. But, and Cole Holcomb is good. Yeah. And he, I believe, where is he going to be? Maybe weak, like weak side linebacker or strong side linebacker? Um, yeah, I've seen like outside. I'll probably have, I'll also have him weak or strong side. Mm. I, I will admit, I'm not a positive on that one, but. Um, I think strong side is what I'm seeing. Gotcha. But Oof. like the. One of my confidence points with the Chargers, though, is like we mentioned, they have a good line now. They do. And if you're going to beat the Washington football team, you have to have a good O-line pretty much. <laughs> like, that's not really an option. Yep. And I, when I'm looking at this, I think the Chargers O versus Washington D, and then I think Washington O versus Chargers D. And I think, like, if we're, like, sorting those out, I think the Chargers get enough of an advantage between all that. Right. So... I'm just like, like I hope Rashawn Slater got some work. Do it. I said I hope Rashawn Slater got some work because if he gets yeah. Chase Young and it's his first <laughs> game, that's a real rude awakening. Yeah, that's that's a tough oh. one to, to start with. Yeah, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, like I just trust the Chargers as a more complete team. Yeah, like essentially the quarterback QB diff quarterback difference. Like that's that's a big part of it. Yeah. Herbert's a lot better than Fitzpatrick. Like, as much as we love Fitzmagic, there is always the chance it turns to Fitztragic. So. Uh-huh. And Chargers defense, also yeah. studly. Yeah, I wrote either defense, honestly, because we know how absurd Washington's front is, and then the Chargers defense is good, and it's Fitzpatrick, so. Yeah. T- not many options this game. Obviously, I didn't, I didn't write McLaurin in, but obviously you're going to play him. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, moving on to our 4 p.m. games. We've got 
probably game of the week and for sure the 4 p.m. game I'm going to be on with uh, Cleveland at Kansas City. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know this oh, yeah. one was kind of tough for you. You really wanted to pick the Browns. I really wanted to, but I just can't, man. I can't. I can't do it. I won't bet against the Chiefs until I literally see them not do well. And I know Super Bowl hangover is a thing, but you've got to imagine the Chiefs are so fucking pissed and want want to put up 60 points this game. Yeah, like they went and revamped their line for a reason. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, I, like I with bangers, I just wrote like all. And all. I, I think they all make sense. Like I, I want Chubb, I want Hunt, I want Mahomes, I want Kelsey, I want Hill, I want Baker, I want Odell. Uh, yeah, I guess my my only question <laughs> was like Odell, like coming off of injury. Do you think he gets his full allotment? How much you trust him? Do you think they'll like? working a lot of people's Jones. What's your tight end interest level for the Browns with like Hooper, I guess. Um, yes. <laughs> Odell. I definitely want to see if he logs like a full practice Friday or Saturday. If he doesn't, then I'm definitely not going with him. But if he does, and it looks like he's going to be in there. I mean, <laughs> I, I would take, I would start him. Yeah. He's going to play. Like, I don't think there's any concern about him not playing. It's just a matter of right. if they give him the full snap allotment. Exactly. Like, it, that's why, like, if he has a full practice, then I trust that he will get a good snap count. But yeah, uh, I want everyone in this game. I'm expecting uh-huh. <laughs> this to basically be the Ravens-Browns game last year in terms mm-hmm. of scoring. I think this is an awesome game. I'm so excited. Yeah, one of my favorite options for the stack is, of course, the Kansas City stack of Mahomes, Rig Hill, and you can run it back either with receivers or I, on DraftKings, I like running it back with Chubb because he's kind of cheap there comparatively. So, mm-hmm. I uh, We talked about this briefly yesterday, but I do think it's worth it to pay up for the Chiefs stack in a daily oh, lineup. Oh, yeah. I know it's, it honestly might not be as popular because they're so expensive. Yeah, everyone wants to play like all the expensive running backs, and you can't if you do the Kansas City stack. Yep. But I think that's a mistake. And there's enough like, – week one, like, there's so much value because of how early the salaries come out. Like, if we get Crowder out and you can play Elijah Moore for the minimum and you play Harris Marcher for the minimum, you can just, like, fucking – you can send it. You can send that stack and the Chubb run back without any issue. Yep. So. And, like, let's – recap real quick that the Browns worst part of their defense is like the middle of the field. So this is like prime Kelsey mm-hmm. dong and territory. And of course <laughs> you have Hill is just better than every corner he goes against. Yeah. I mean, he, he made the bucks look silly in the regular season last year. So he did that one, that, that one, you get about a money that time, but when they, when yeah. they had a good old line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Good old line chiefs, man. And Andy Reid in week one is impossible for me to bet against. That's also, that's yeah, that's one. another thing. Yeah, so this game, play play everybody. It's going to be good. Oh, yeah. But next up, it's funny, like, we like, kind of breeze through that one, but it's just good. Hell so, yeah, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got uh, Miami at New England. Um, I begrudgingly have New England, New England at the moment, and I see you do too, and this one might switch back for me. This also falls in the box of I might go to Miami. One, because I kind of want to. And then two, I could totally see them pulling it out for equally as many reasons as New England, because especially with Stefan Gilmore out. Um, it being in New England is a factor, though. Right. So the reason I have New England right now, and I didn't at one point, 
because of Gilmore being out, I have essentially decided that, you know, so what is Bill Belichick to? He, uh, he takes away your best thing, right? Uh-huh. That's what they always say. Well, I think the Dolphins' best thing is their cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to take that away from them by using tight ends and yeah, a lot of right, two tight ends. Yep. And he's going to just mix things around. Um, I, I think he's going to make it as easy as possible for Mac Jones not to throw a pick to Xavier Howard, basically, <laughs> is what I'm expecting. And while I definitely think the Dolphins have way better skill positions, I just can't shake the feeling that week one, this might be a like a classic Bills or Bill Belichick at home. Just yeah, yeah. and versus his former guy and like his former disciple in Flores too. Oh, like I doesn't, didn't even doesn't think he about beat that. up on his like doesn't oh. he beat up on his former coordinators usually? Yeah, I mean Flores is definitely like the one different. He's better. Yeah, yeah, definitely the one that got away from that. But it's true. He is base. Isn't he like essentially seventeen and one or something against former yeah or something? It's <laughs> something really stupid. really bad. Uh huh. But yeah, Bills essentially going to make the Dolphins waste Xavier Howard and Byron Jones on Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar. So <laughs> yeah, and then you know they're going to have to deal with Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith and mm-hmm. the run game. So yeah, and then conversely, he's going to make it so that Tua has to throw, which isn't. I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm not doing that as a slight on Tua, but they have no run game. They have no run game, so they're going to have to throw. And I think what Bill does is he makes sure that they don't get any big plays, and he's going to just rely on them getting to Tua enough and just winning the game of field position, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in this this might not be a juicy fantasy game. Um, I Two good defenses um, and a pretty good coaching battle. The over-under is at like 43.5, pretty low over-under. The Pats are favored by three right now. Mm-hmm. So I've got like the tight ends kind of in the banger section, and I think it's one has a really good game and one has a fine game. Probably I have no clue which will be the banger. Um, <laughs> I really don't know, and I'm not sure how we're gonna tell week to week is the problem. I would probably say Hunter Henry, but I am not sure. I think yeah. both might be fine. If if you're making me pick like in general, I might lean Hunter Henry because I expect them. I expect Jonu to be asked to block more than Hunter Henry, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, it's tough. And you like Waddle too, huh? Yeah, so I like Waddle, and part of it is Will Fuller being out and the target share going solely to Waddle from that. Because like after Waddle, like Gasecki's there obviously, but like Jakeem Grant, like <laughs> Mac Hollins, like fucking <laughs> Waddle's really good. I think he's ready to make an impact right away. Uh huh. And. The Pats get beat by speed, guys. That's just, that's always been how it's gone <laughs> the whole time. Like, yeah. Yeah. The Pats, like, they get beat by speed, guys, because of how, like, they'll, they'll sometimes recover zero, like, the way they, like, will bring safeties up. Like, speed guys will just torch them, and it happens. So, Waddle's a speed guy. He will get, I'm I'm pretty sure what their plan is in this game is, okay, pass good defense, look at the Waddle the ball short, let him yak it. Let him yak it. Yeah. So. The, mm. the, the Patriots play a lot of man, right? They switch it every game. They oh, okay. they change, yeah, they just switch it all. Yeah, because if they catch the Pats in man here, Waddle can definitely 
fuck their shit up at some point, I believe. I think they'll probably do one of those defensive schemes where they keep a bunch of guys back to potentially drop down yeah. for the like, short passes. Yeah, because yeah. Waddle is like the main threat. I right. guess. Like, basically, if you're Bill, are you prioritizing Waddle or Gusecki here? And also, like, not having Fuller is a huge part of why I'm picking New England, too. Once yes. they get Will Fuller back, it's going to be so much easier for them to, like... It's going to be harder on the defense to figure out who to take away. But right now, it's just like, oh, Waddle and Gusecki. Okay, that's it. Yeah, that is an excellent point that I forgot to mention, is if they had Fuller, I'd probably be picking Miami. Because yeah. that is your guy that can spread the safeties out and you know, make them look twice and then you can beat them underneath and then they have to do that. And then Fuller's up again. And it really messes with the defense. Not having Fuller means they get to really put pressure and like shorten the length of the field, so to speak for the defense. Um, so yeah, I think ultimately we're both picking new England. Um, Ugh. <laughs> you know what? It might be a really good kicker battle though. You uh, know, so you got Bill Norton loves to here, get man. points on the board and, I think both defenses are going to be in play here. So as such, I think both kickers might be sort of the main scorers for their team. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I wanted yeah, to so mention Quinn Norton because no one, I, I didn't even know who he was, but he is the he Patriots was like kicker. undrafted or something. Yeah. He was like, he had like, he was updating his LinkedIn profile or something was like <laughs> the thing they said. And then like, he was like, Oh wait, I'm going to be the kicker. Okay, cool. So there we go. I do want to say, uh, apparently Ramondre Stevenson, like, fractured or like just sort of dislocated his thumb last week or something in practice Ooh. keep an eye on him um his status matters a ton in my opinion for damian harris because if he is not active um i'll, I'll look into practice reports to see what the status is but if he's not active to vulture uh to vulture damian then that's huge but if he mm-hmm. is active that then that threat's there um i still damian's still playable but it's a lot grosser when they're all there it's just a matter of who you pick so yeah but a Patriots running back will probably be good most games. Again, it's just that who is it? <laughs> Who's it gonna be? Uh-huh. I yeah. think uh, if we're so looking if at like DFS yeah. wise too, like Damian Harris makes more sense on FanDuel because oh, yeah. he does not. He will not catch passes. That's not gonna be his thing. No. But like on fan, like on DraftKings, you can like maybe look at James White for cheap. So way different options. But I would I wouldn't roll Ramondre out on DFS yet. And I would have to say I think the Dolphins like their front of their defense is a little bit weaker in the center. Uh huh. They're a little bit better on the outside of the field. And yeah, they they, they, they keep it in the middle. Yeah, which yeah. is what the Patriots want you to. Do, so yeah. Uh huh. But next up, we've got Green Bay at New Orleans. Uh, we've got Green Bay here, and Aaron Jones is my banger of the week. Hey, um, all right. I even with Bakhtiari out, <laughs> yeah. Even without Bakhti- even with Bakhtiari out and no, uh, and a different center, I'm still pretty confident in Green Bay's ability to just fuck this eight shit up here. <laughs> like <laughs> what's let me look at the spread right now so the over under is 50 the spreads four and a half green bay i like i could totally see them covering pretty fairly like oh, obviously yeah. the Gr- green bay is the rogers devonta aaron jones show with the occasional guest starring of robert tunyon but like this is going to be aaron jones week. we talked about all offseason about how many pieces the saints lost on defense and in our preview they've lost so many guys they're not going to have the favorable game script, really, I don't imagine here. And one thing with Aaron Jones was um, last year he kind of, well, one, sometimes Williams would come in and, like, steal receptions. I don't think they have a running back to do that this year because A.J. Dillon's good. But if anything, he would be the, like, touchdown cucker more than a, like, catch cucker. 
So, <laughs> and honestly, like, as annoying as touchdown cucking is, the catch cucking might be worse for fantasy. Because it's like, it's it's something, it's something that consistently messes with him as opposed to like, oh, occasionally the random, the touchdowns that are already random will randomly get taken. Like, it's, you know. But the receptions are a more reliable thing, so I'm excited about him potentially getting more of those this year. But this they have such an run advantage on the Saints, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. So I'm all about it. And Aaron Jones did have pretty bad touchdown luck last year. Compare like like the team like team total touchdown wise like he still got touchdowns but Devontae got a shitload Rogers threw for so many in the red zone yep. like j- more probably should have been Jones's and so I think any vulturing Mike would get negated by like the ratio of rushing to passing touchdown regression. You know what would be interesting? I bet Randall Cobb's a good blocker. I bet that's one reason Rogers <laughs> wanted him. I'm predicting Aaron Cobb. Jones to get two passing touchdowns this week. Oh, like yeah, like I could totally see him like taking some screens in or like yep. getting a nice like wheel route or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's gonna it should be a good week for him. He's too cheap too. He's like seventy four on FanDuel and like under seven K on DraftKings. It's ridiculous. Now the over under is fifty, and I think uh-huh. that's a little intriguing because if I had to guess, I do think the Packers get thirty points. Um, yeah. Because they're the Packers and they're good, and Rodgers, I think on average throws at least three to four a game. Uh, and then I think garbage time Jameis might be a yep. thing this year. So the oh, I kind of like the over, even though I don't love it. If I was taking one, I think I would take the over here. Garbage time Jameis. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I put Jameis's, like, obviously, like, Rodgers and Devontae are bangers. I don't need to say that. And even though I don't need to say Aaron Jones, I just wanted to talk about how excited I am for him. Oh, yeah. On the state side with... Uh, like Jameis and Callaway and Traquan, I put them all in stream territory. Um, there's a lot of Callaway hype, but all preseason was well, one preseason and two without Traquan. And we've, we've seen already last season the Jameis Traquan connection. Obviously, Callaway looked good last year when he played too. And so I think both will be like playable options while Thomas is out. Um, obviously, again, Kamara, I didn't put him as a banger, but like given. He's gonna get so many targets. Oh yeah, all year. So, <laughs> but what what's your interest level in Callaway versus Traquan or any other possible Saints <sighs> or Tony Jones Jr. Because yeah, he's a thing now for them. I mean, I think uh, I don't want anything to do with the Saints. I uh, look. I think that Jameis likes both of those guys, but. <laughs> I I just like in terms of picking one that's it's really dicey. That's ba- it's you're basically you know taking the hope and prayer that they get the bomb that I think comes at the end of the game. Okay. And I guess I would do Callaway cuz he's been the guy lately but yeah, kind of like tough. what Jameis did with Traquan in the playoffs. Uh-huh. I feel like we have um, to pay homage to Traquan. <laughs> yeah, he's my guy. He won me a lot of DFS money. You know? Um so, spe- so speaking of DFS money, um, with these guys, Traquan, uh, sorry, sorry, not Traquan, uh, Marquez Callaway is projecting to be really popular this week, actually. Um, he's only 3400 on DraftKings, and um, yeah, pretty cheap, and what is high to, like, expected to be, you know, they have to put up some points. I'll, I'll try to find where Traquan's at, but Traquan's like way down the list on like the roster ship percentage. So, and he's more expensive. He's like 4900 on DraftKings, which is a good chunk more, but 
he's definitely a huge leverage point there. Like, if you're playing Rodgers, Devontae, and everyone's going to run back with Callaway, or everyone's going to value Callaway one-off, Traquan is the leverage play of, oh, it's going to be a Traquan game instead of a Callaway game. And I don't think either is entirely more likely than the other, but it's being played as if one is pretty much on like the roster percentage. So that's my take for DFS. Since we <laughs> talked about my guy, my guy Traquan, I have to you hey. know bring him up. What a guy. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of like mixed week one's always tough because like it gets, it gets spread out more than it should. Mm-hmm. Like there's not as much prior, like everyone's going off of last year and what they like think for this year. But like I'm seeing Callaway between like, I've seen like 18%. I'm seeing like 15%, 10%. Like he's expected, he's expected to be like five times more popular than Trey Quan at least probably. So mm. I don't think that's merited. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, kicker and defense though. What's, what's your interest level there? I do love Crosby. Oh yeah. I, I, mean, I think always. Crosby's a really good pick. It's in a dome. It's in new Orleans. Sure. It's not at home, but. Crosby's their guy. He's been their guy for years. High scoring offense. Still a good defense for this uh for the Saints in a lot of ways. Not like great, but you know, they could stop him a few times in the red zone, take the points, build mm-hmm. up a lead, take more points. Like I expect a good amount of Crosby this game. Um maybe the Packers defense. I'm a little worried with the uh the garbage time Jameis, but Yeah, but it's Jameis. <laughs> See, this is what happens. Every time I think about the Packers because they're in a good matchup, they start off through three quarters being a top five defense, and I'm stoked. And then that last quarter, they do a lot of that prevent defense, and they give up a ton at the end. And they still win by 12 because they had such a lead. But I think they're an okay option if you need a defense. They're not the best, but they are, like I think, a pretty safe one. Yeah. And like I have a, no clue. A high floor. Yeah, I have no clue if Laser Jameis is gonna keep throwing as many picks and fumbling or not. But true, I I don't think it's gonna just be magically fixed. And the Packers have some good quarters. So oh, yeah. if Jameis tries too hard to throw it up to one of these guys, Jair Alexander's there. It could go poorly. So, but speaking of defense, we have uh, <laughs> Denver at the Giants right now. We both have Denver. Um, I'll probably stay on Denver this one, but a small yeah. part of me is intrigued by the Giants. But me too. I think I'm gonna stay with Denver. I think you can take either defense. I, I want to start there because this is yep. one of the lowest scoring totals of the week, and rightfully so. I think you can go with either defense, especially especially in a DFS lineup. I love the Broncos as a whole, like on the season, because uh, their defense is disgustingly good. Um, I saw something that gave me a heart attack. It was like Bradley Chubb gets uh, detained, and I was like, what? And it's because of, like, a parking ticket, so he's fine. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, yes, he is normal, a normal person. That's a totally normal thing that happens to people that <laughs> don't check their mail every day. Um, but, yeah, this is a defensive matchup. Love the defense for both. Uh, I don't think this game crosses 40 points total. Yeah, right now the total has creeped down to 42. Some places have 41 and a half, like super mm-hmm. low total in this game. And that seems accurate given the defenses and the quarterbacks. I see a 20 to 17 or a 17, 13 game. It should be pretty gross. But yeah. yeah, either defense makes sense. Like the Broncos, like we like Teddy, but 
this isn't going to be like no. high powered or anything. And then Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones. Right. He's turnover prones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't want Daniel Jones because Denver's secondary. And I don't really want Teddy because of the Giants' secondary. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think we, there's like a couple spots where we could get into it, like with some interesting guys. I like Judy this week. I think Judy will be in play every week. I put him in as a banger this week only mm-hmm. because I think the matchup scaring people and then just just Denver in general is. But with Teddy there, I'm I really think we're gonna start looking at Judy as just like an automatic every week at a certain point. Yeah, because he ha- just has that yak ability. That yeah, this is like is a calling amazing. my shot thing. Yeah. Yep. So I'm totally on board with Judy, and I think that's why Teddy is serviceable in some areas is because of Judy and the dump-offs to maybe, like, Javante or Melvo. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little Fant thrown in there. But uh, yeah. I think it'll if, keep if Teddy Fant, from... Like him. Like, Teddy's floor, I think, is fine. It's just his ceiling is Teddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you've got Fant, you're playing him because the game plan is going to be get it to Judy, Fant, let them yak, and even Hamler let him yak. That's why I'm worried about Sutton this year, just because I don't know if Teddy's his type. <laughs> no, that's a lock. Yeah, he's better with... Ah, that's a lock. He's better with lock. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Javante. How are you feeling about him and or Melville this game? Well, so I, I've kind of talked about it a bit, but obviously week one, a lot of uh, defensive rankings they do for teams and how players are going to do that year are based off of the previous season and the Giants lost Dalvin Tomlinson and Dalvin Tomlinson was their best run stopper uh their linebackers are not great and their front isn't great Leonard Williams is good but Leonard Williams gets double teamed and he can't do anything and so they can do that they can double team Leonard Williams and he can't do much so I think the Giants run defense is now their weakness as a defense as a whole, which means I kind of like Melvin Gordon. I kind of like Javante. I think Javante is going to end up being the starter at some point. Week one, it might be, you know, it's probably more of a split, but I think both might be serviceable this week. Yeah, it's... As stream They, they sound really comp. Yeah, I think both pound is a stream, I would say. I wouldn't the start coaches- both because I think they have an overall touchdown ceiling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely don't start both. Oh, like... Hopefully you don't have both. If you have both, right. you messed up. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Um, well, maybe you but, had Melvin until he gets replaced by Javante. And then you're okay, yeah, there is a it. dynasty chance, maybe. I don't right. know if you have both. But, yeah, I guess if you had Melvin, there's no reason you would pass on Javante. But in redraft, if you have both, you messed up. Um, <laughs> yeah, because right now, like, I don't see any definitive, like, who the starter is between the two of them. So, like, it could just be Javante starting right away. It could be. He looks and, good. Yeah, he's min price on DraftKings. He's someone who I'm interested in taking like a min price shot on at running back for sure. But on the Giants side, is there anyone you want to play at all? I guess want to versus what are different. <laughs> yeah, this one's really difficult. I want to say that I think Saquon is fine if See, you have hit- him. Even there, my, like, only drawback is what workload they'll give him right away. I know. Like, if you have Saquon, you're probably playing... Like, DFS, I'm pretty much staying away from him because I don't think it's worth, like, the price risk if he doesn't get his full workload in with the matchup. Like, I don't think... I just don't think it's there this week. Of course, watch it just blow up. But, um, he's only, he's only like, a, like, 150 max guy to play a little bit of. But in season long, you're probably playing him. 
Okay, again, well, I'll bring back Gus Edwards. If you have Saquon, but you got Gus late, and you can you can stand to... Like, say you have Saquon, and okay. then you got, like, Clyde, and then you have Gus late. Would you play Clyde and Gus and bench Saquon? Well, I would definitely play Clyde and Gus. Yeah, would, I, would I guess I also Sa- play Saquon? I don't and like, know. I guess it depends. I guess it depends on your flex options, but like, yeah, I guess we're saying, would you play Gus or Saquon straight up? And I think we're saying Gus. Like, if you had three just amazing wideouts, and you're like, all right, I I kind of have to roll with them. I yeah, like like you're a stack team, and you have the luxury of choosing between Saquon and Gus. <sighs> I think I'd have to go Gus, and the it, reason fully, being... I think fully depends on the PPR scoring, too, though. That's important, for sure, but just... If Daniel Jones literally can't complete a pass against this secondary, <laughs> then they're going to be able to just stop Saquon really easily, like, before he even hits the line, you know? Yeah, but I do think he'll get enough, like, catches, though. That's why I say, like, the PPR thing's got to matter for sure. It's really yeah. tough. It's an ugly game. Uh-huh. The, the problem is, like, with the Giants, like, they've had a lot of injuries all offseason. It sounds like they might have everyone back. Um, cause, like I be think pretty remarkable. Yeah, I, th- I think Galladay and Tony are, like, limited practicing. I don't, I think, I, I don't think Ingram's going to play. I will be surprised if Ingram plays. Barkley's going to play. It sounds like Tony will probably play. I'm unsure about Kenny, but I think he'll play, but might be limited. They, um, I think someone like I saw like a blurb about them, uh, like Garrett or someone mentioning like, um, they would, like they could see Tony having a significant role right away or something. I'm like, ooh, that'd be intriguing. Like I'm curious what they would do with him, but they're gonna have to get creative with him to get some points and yard, even yards on the board against Denver. So I know. Yeah, kind of going with the under, even though I'm not going to bet it because it's already really low. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Very very nasty game here. But next up, we've got our Sunday night match of Chicago at the Rams. Oh, baby. And so I don't really have any strong taste for this game, per se. Other like, than that the Rams should win and buy a good amount. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we've both got the Rams. Like, I think Chicago, like, you've got Montgomery and A-Rob. You're playing those like you could you could probably stream Komet, especially given like how the Rams play. That would make sense matchup wise. On the Rams side, you've got like Stafford, you've got Cup, you've got Woods. Like you're playing those guys. Um, I only like uh, one I want to really mention is Henderson. Um, it it really sounds like Sony won't play much if at all week one, based on everything McVay said pretty much. So I'm really into Henderson week one. Because I think it'll be pretty much just him. Yeah. But, like, keep an eye out for news. But basically, like, a lot of it's been like, oh, we'll see if we can, like, get him in, the, like, ready, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's been a lot of, like, non-committal stuff that sounds like he won't do much this week in terms of Sony. Yeah, I would assume so. He's pretty new to the team, and I'm assuming McVay's playbook is a little a little difficult to grasp at yeah. first. Um, yeah, I, I think this game's pretty straightforward. I think the only way that the Bears could win this is if they started Fields. <clears throat> Just gonna say, <laughs> and I don't think he does. Dalton I don't think he gets in there unless Dalton really stinks, which I don't anticipate. Yeah. So I I have Komet in here, and I almost like I put him as a banger. Maybe maybe streams better. But this this I mentioned the matchup, but also I think Dalton makes sense for Komet too. Sure. If we want to, yeah, I think Komet kind of could, we could profile him to Eifert maybe. In terms of like, like Dalton loved Eifert, 
and I think he could really like Komet too. Like Dalton will probably just hyper target A Rob and Komet. I would mm-hmm. imagine. Obviously, they get the ball to uh, Montgomery a lot too. But given how like the ra- like strong corners, good front, they're gonna have to get it to the tight end. So D- yeah, definitely. Um, would you call Maddie a stream or a banger? I think he's probably in between for week one. Yeah, I don't. A, a very good play. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna be as good as you know Kyler, Tannehill, um, Lamar, Mahomes, uh-huh. but. Around that top twelve, I think he'll be in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe a little but, higher, but not quite the top top. Yeah, the spread right now for this game is um, minus seven and a half Rams and a forty-seven over under. So sounds about right, especially with Dalton in. So I would bet that I would bet them to cover the spread, but on the off chance that Dalton just stinks on ice to start the first half and they just go with Field somehow. I, I won't take the spread because he'll make it close. He's yeah, good. That, that's that's you could come in and do like a second half bet for the right? Bears to come back and cover. Yeah. I'm going to be watching this on live betting. If Fields goes in there, that spread is going to get hit. Yeah. The, <laughs> uh, the kicker, by the way, for the Rams is uh, Matt Gay. So I think he's probably in play too. Oh, definitely. And also the Rams defense. They're good. And yeah. it's Andy Dalton. And it's Andy Dalton. Enough said. Um, and <laughs> is then, there anyone else I wanted to mention? I want. I feel like there's Higby someone maybe? I'm missing. Oh, so Allen Robinson. How are you on him this week? I know you love A-Rob, but he does most likely draw Jalen Ramsey, and I think Ramsey's an asshole and will just shadow him as much as he can. Yeah. Oh, I remember seeing something <laughs> where they last time this matchup happened, they moved A-Rob around a lot, and he didn't have Ramsey on him the whole game. Okay. I mean, that makes me feel better as a yeah. Robinson owner in a couple leagues. Yeah, A-Rob is 100% one of those guys that does move around a lot. So last year against the Rams, he went 4 for 70, so not great. But I am, I am like, almost positive they didn't they moved him around enough to get him off Ramsey some. Because they, they will move him into the slot and shit. So. I do think his ceiling as a number one wideout is capped in this game. But I do think that kind of spread makes a little bit of sense, like the four and 70 like if he gets around 10 points in a ppr format i think that kind of makes sense but i don't think he can really you know crush it this week so if you need like yeah. a high upside guy i might not go with him yeah he he's a rob he's obviously like very good right it'll get you points each week and presumably. they'll be behind yeah yeah i'm really curious what their offense will look like from dalton instead of Foles, but <laughs> he's an upgrade over Foles. yeah for sure again Probably the best quarterbacks A Rob's had, so or Pretty quarterback A Rob's had, and then Fields will be, yeah. So and Fields will be right. <laughs> so yeah, may, maybe he locks onto A Rob, a la AJ Green, and it works out. So yeah, yeah. But lastly, we've got our Monday night game, which we're both taking Baltimore as we've pretty much made clear with how we think they cover this atrocious spread of four and a half. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, if you haven't been listening to us and you still haven't bet on the Ravens to cover this four and a half point spread, good news. You still can for some reason, because the line hasn't shifted. What? I don't get it. I know it's at home, but... And it's... Oh, it's at home. It's the new Raiders Stadium. Awesome. This is week one Ravens against a bad defense. Yeah, against a far worse O-line. Like, the only Raider I want to play is Waller, because Waller will get his regardless. Uh Uh-huh. But I don't think I want to try to get, you know... 
rugs week or I'm, I'm gonna wait a week on calling you know out for the brian edwards breakout like this could just be a really really bad time for the raiders who i don't think got better and i think baltimore got better over the offseason well okay they lost dobbins but before that they had gotten better <laughs> right and their lamar can still just decimate defenses that don't know what they're doing yeah like he's gonna run all over them Gus is going to run all over him. I think you could stream Tyson. Like, yeah. So he and uh, I briefly mentioned Tony Jones Jr. I think those two. Um, Tony Jones is a little thinner, but I like Tyson a lot as like a, if you got screwed over by Dobbins getting hurt and you need a replacement at running back, Tyson and Tony Jones should be on your roster if weren't already. Um, especially this week, Tyson, I expect to get some carries and some fantasy points. So... In a great game script, I imagine. God, and I forgot that the Ravens got Justin Houston. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I really like uh, Odafi uh, away. He's uh-huh. really good, and he's the backup to Houston, which means he gets <laughs> to just be refreshed by a really good, potentially, star <laughs> rookie, which is just... Yeah, dude. The Ravens always just have, like, depth and... Oh, oh yeah, man. they're Yeah, they, I think they realized that their front was a little weak. Um, mm-hmm. Like, like I think two, like two, like they're basically the Chiefs had been dominating them because they had like a two week of a front. Yeah, and like same with the Bills, like the Bills were able to compete for that reason too. So they've kind of they've upgraded that a lot, which is nice. Oh man, yeah, like and Pat, I think Patrick Queen's a big part of this defense. Like if Patrick Queen, because he was he was bad last year, he was bad. Like if he can play better this year, that would be huge for them too. If you had and to I pick, think, uh, oh, go for it. I think I think a better front will help out Patrick Queen a lot too. But what Definitely. are you asking? To say if you had to pick one Baltimore wideout, and then one Raiders wideout, let like let's say each, there's one on each team that gets a gets their play this week. I will say I like Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Week one Sammy Watkins, dude. It's a fucking thing. It is a thing. Week one Sammy Watkins. It's like Deshaun. Ja- oh, we forgot to mention Deshaun Jackson. Oh, Week yeah. one to Sean Jackson. Week one to Sean. Yeah, dude, our guys. So I guess we got. I mean, Sean Jackson has a stream. Week one, I'm, I'm game. Yeah, but also Sammy Watkins. Week one stream. He's healthy. Yep. He's the, he's the healthy wideout right now. It, yeah. Oh God, my how the turntables. He is yeah. the healthy wideout right now for the Ravens. Uh, Week um, one. What's Hollywood status? Because I mean, I could also see him like. He's fine. He's going. Yeah. He could totally easily break off a big one against um, the Raiders. Yeah. So he's also a good option. Sa- the Sammy one is just funny because we were both thinking it. It's like, Sammy. wait, could Sammy have a good game? Oh, yeah. Um, he could have a good game. Uh-huh. I I guess more realistically, I would probably pick Hollywood. Um, this Raiders defense is bad. I think, that, I think they'll be prone to some blown coverages. And I would not be surprised at all if we saw Hollywood get behind them. Yeah. For just a long tutty. Plus, if this is Greg Roman needs to expand his playbook, this is the game to try it out. Yeah. Week one against a team that's not great, like defensively, man, like this is the week to try it. Take some shots downfield. Uh, and the Ravens pile on. Like, yes, <laughs> that's the thing. Yes. The Ravens, they don't like get up by two touchdowns and just like stop. They pile on, which I love. Which is um, why I've also considered the over in that game as well. It is 51, <laughs> and the Raiders might not get more than like, you know. A couple scores. It might be mostly the Ravens. The Ravens might put up thirty-eight, you know, thirty-five to forty-two. 
Yeah, uh, this show that showdown slate, I'm 100% going to be looking at, like, Baltimore Smash lineups. Yeah. Um, if you're making me pick a Raiders wideout... Right, because, like, if you're doing a, a Ravens Smash, there you should probably go low with one Raiders Renfro? flyer. Renfro? I'm not like, sure if I want Renfro or Ruggs. Renfro, Ruggs, or Edwards With a like garbage time. Or Edwards is sort of the possession guy. I do feel like the Ravens are the opposite of the Browns. They're good in the middle of the field. I don't. I could yeah. be wrong. The, the one, one of the reasons as well that the Chiefs beat the Ravens is because the Ravens are aggressive and the Chiefs have enough speed to like get them to bite and just burn them. Like Tyreek Hill kind of owns Marlon Humphreys. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not. I'm okay. Again, not saying Rugs at all is remotely Tyreek Hill. He's not. I would fucking love if he was, but. but. He's fast, and if the Ravens get caught to aggro, uh, if they fuck it up, quick, quick a little bit to rugs. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I think it could be a rugs takes one to the house week. Yeah, but again, this is all just like if we have to. Ideally, yes. no. Ideally, we don't have to. But but like if you're doing that showdown slate Monday night, and you're doing and you have a huge, to play a Raider. Yeah, yeah, you've got to go with a low a low option there, and I think that rugs might be really cheap. Uh huh. I might just try to make it so I can play Waller as my one, but because <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not sure like what to expect from Brian Edwards either right away this week, but yeah, it's very gross for the Raiders uh, this week against the Ravens who, again, what, what is that spread, man? I don't get it. How is it not moved? That's what it's I just don't like, get. It hasn't like we, moved at all. Like we see San Fran over like seven and a half over Detroit. Like why is that not the same for Baltimore or like, the Rams seven and a half over Chicago, like, but Baltimore is only four and a half over. Like, I I just don't get it. So yeah, started at five and a half. Now it's at four and a half. So it's actually gone down. I'm fucking now, dude. It makes absolutely no sense. Is there something I'm missing? Like, is the NFL rigged? Is like, is this like, oh, it's the new stadium? We're gonna make sure this isn't. Like a close, like this is a close game. I like did, did how people, is this like, possible? Forget that the Raiders like changed their O line <clears throat> and everything. Because like Colton Miller has worked out more than expected. Incognito is good, but like that right side, like they're banking on Leatherwood being like good right away. Like, uh, like right that right side's gonna be tough. And I don't think Denzel good is that good. Ha. Hey, Denzel good? No, Denzel bad. <laughs> Denzel bad. Why well, say? <laughs> Many word when few word do tricks. <laughs> cargo space? No, cargo road. Yeah. Cargo road. <laughs> uh, so in like the 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 Ravens up uh, like definitely up their O line early off season two. So they yeah Ravens by a bunch. Ravens by a bunch. Four yeah, and a half this, is way too little. Yeah, this is I'm this is the our I think communal lock of the week. <laughs> yeah, this is the communal lock of the week. And yeah, the fact that it's, it's only seven. four and a half means we can yeah. pick that. It shouldn't be eligible. <laughs> I'm gonna lock when we come back next week and the Raiders somehow win. No. I feel like i I feel like this is gonna be the victory lap we take next week, but So maybe so. we should each then do our own lock and upset in addition to that. So we're definitely yeah. locking in uh Ravens by a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make the Chargers actually my other lock. I'm really confident about that one. There we go. Um I don't. I don't have an upset at the moment. That's my problem. I have to figure that out. I and guess my upset one. could be um, Arizona. Yeah. I don't think they're favorites. Yeah. There's a chance that the Chargers becomes an upset, but there is. 
it's really close. It's it's uh, it's one point, right? It's a push at the moment. Yeah, some have it minus one. Some have it like their DraftKings for some reason has a plus one. I've seen some pickums, but before before we get to Sunday, I will pick an upset. There we go. Uh, let me see really quickly if there are any lines right now that are close enough I could do as a lock. I think most of them are. I think yeah. I would probably lock in the Broncos. I'm not as confident, but that is one that I'm okay doing. Yeah, the uh, only non-eligible ones are Rams and Niners at the moment. Okay. Buffalo is actually eligible, too, if you want to go there. Yeah, but I'm not locking in that one. I Because I actually think if that yeah, spread that not keeps widening, I might take the Steelers to cover the spread and lose. Yeah. Steelers are going to be dangerous this year. Their offense just scares me, even though they yeah. don't have an O-line. They can get around it. Yeah, they, there's enough there to get around it a bit. Yeah, some of these. So there's there's some tough calls on potential upsets. Oh, here. and I have Houston as an upset. Yeah, that's also an option. So those will be, I guess, mine. I'll just take those, both of those mm-hmm. upsets as my. Yeah, I, I may I may steal Arizona. Mm-hmm. If if I don't steal Arizona, it would probably be Minnesota or the Jets. But yeah. TBD. TBD. So, yeah, if if any if any of our takes change. We will take to Twitter for that. And uh, I'll definitely be putting up some BFS videos on our TikTok. And you can find us on both of those at Mozzie and Muscle. And you can find us online at mozzieandthemuscle.com. And god dang, I'm excited for some fucking football. Oh, I'm so excited. Hell yeah. Thank you all for tuning in (laughs) so much. Yes, we we went so long. This is like a fucking two-hour recording. And I'm like, I love every moment of it. I'm like, we... You know, I'm so glad to be back for these previews, man. Oh, Me too. I, I think we wait. nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to talk about it afterwards too and vent about our teams and everything. Oh, mm. oh we're back in the swing of it, baby. Baby. But thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back soon.